Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Friday morning. We are glad we have made it to the weekend with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever you get podcasts. Joel's over there nodding. Another long week. Uh, Wherever you get your podcasts from, we want to thank all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. It's any day now, Churn and Spoon's going to be back. I know I've been saying that for a little while, but just trust me on this. You're a day closer today than you were yesterday. I'm not lying. Yeah. There you go. It doesn't matter. when They could be opening on August 14th of 2037. I'm You're still a day any, any day now. That's any, any day now is any day past today. That's correct. So today is today. Yesterday is yesterday. Any day now is the entire span of time until the end of the world. The first game of the Mike Leach era is any, any day, day now. now. I like it. Well, any day now is also a day where you can go to Strange Brew Coffee House because they are open seven days a week. They have been with you throughout this quarantine, so please go by, support that local business, head to the drive through head to the walk-up window over there on University Drive, and get that drink. What was today's drink? Caramel Macchiato. Joel told me about his day. He needed. He might have needed. You might need another one. Yeah. You might need to go back up there before the end of the day. Joel. Joel had a tough day. If y'all, if y'all are the praying type, give give Joel. A, <laughs> why don't you just throw Joel on your list just for today? Hey, the hard times are in the past now, so it seems like we're good. If you will, if you will. So uh, our good friends over at College Corner, they continue to do more for you. There is no, there is no MSU apparel store. College apparel store doing for you what College Corner is right now. Nobody else is just giving you money. Now, they can all run. They run the little sales, give you 30, 20% off, 30% off. Think that's good enough? Well, eh! I'm in a wrestling mood today. I'm cutting promos left and right. You cut one on before we even came in the door. I did. I did. Uh, no, it, it's just that simple, though. When you buy a $100 gift card, or I'm sorry, buy, yeah, $100 gift card, you're only paying 70 bucks. Yeah. Nobody, no other place in the state of Mississippi, I guarantee, is doing that for you. I mean, everybody's got a price, Brian. It's a true story. And for College Corners, it's just 70 bucks for $100. Yeah. That's an investment that Erwin R. Scheister would tell you is a good one. So, go to collegecornerstore.com. Buy yourself a gift card, 30% off that purchase. Then shop online or shop at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland over by Fleet Feet. They're in uh, Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can get yourself all the maroon and white, and you, and red and blue, black and gold, whatever it is. Whatever floats your boat. And after you walk out with that gift card that you paid 70 bucks for, but it's worth $100, you can go, <laughs> or however, you know, you can. That was pretty good. I thought it was decent. That wasn't bad. That wasn't a bad million-dollar man laugh. He's, he lives in that area. I <laughs> I've always, I think, I think, I think Teddy is a Rebel fan. I'm pretty sure because he's been on the podcast with uh, that scoundrel Ben Garrett a few times. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, our good friends over at uh, Advantage Business Systems know that 
no matter what's going on in the world, business goes on, and you need to make sure your business is running as efficiently and as well as it possibly can. Well, they have ideas to help you get there. They have ideas to help your business run smooth, run efficient, and run clean, so you should give them a call today. 45 years of experience here in the Magnolia State doing business here in the Magnolia State, doing business across this great state of ours. You can't beat it. So give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. All right. I want to thank the NCAA right now, which you probably never thought you'd hear from me. But uh, they keep giving us topics on these Friday shows. They're really kind about, you know, Thursday, hey, let's give Joel and Brian something to talk about. I mean – R- rumor has it Mark Emmert sits up there and listens to Thunder and Lightning. He's like, yeah, they don't have anything to talk about Friday. Let's let's drop it here. Yeah, Mark Emmert, if you are listening, why don't you just go straight to hell? <laughs> here goes a listener. Nah, he, nah, he he's a sucker for punishment. He'll listen up. Uh, so the NCA released its basically its guidelines for COVID nineteen testing and safety. To, to allow for fall sports. And just, if you read those, the st- if you read the article from Ross Dellinger, if you go through the NCAA statement and you read that and you see the numbers and you see everything that, that's, that's done, there's no way you can walk away from that and say, well, we're definitely going to have football, a 12-game season starting on time. No. There's no way on earth. I mean, in fact, if you read the NCAA stuff on Thursday and you read like the quotes from Mark Emmert, it almost seemed like, Hey, if, if if I mean, right now this really isn't even happening. But if we do play, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> it's kind of the way it reads. That's uh, kind of the way the comments read. And then that you tweeted it, that graphic. Yeah, that didn't look good. It did not. Uh, basically, uh, where it was a graphic. If you didn't see it, of where the NCAA, based on all their projections, of thought we would be at this point, and then where we actually are, and it was not even in the same universe right? Of, of being the same. So that didn't look good either. No. But. It's, it's, it's the, the, the direction of that line. It is spiking. It's not, it's not trending up. It is spiking up. And that is the problem. And here's something that I know whenever anybody talks about coronavirus, they talk about positive cases, immediately, within five minutes, there are a ton of replies about death rate, death rate, death rate. Ross Dellinger said it today on Sports Talk Mississippi. This article says it, and if you didn't hear that and you didn't read that, I'm saying it for you right now. Nobody cares. As long as cases, as positive cases continue to trend upward at this rate, there will be no football. Because they are using the age-old thunder and lightning philosophy of perception is reality. And now, it, it is. Now perce- I'm sorry I gave it to them. Yeah. yeah it's my fault. And, and the perception, regardless of where you fit in on the, well, here's why the, the the numbers are up, whatever. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is those numbers are going up, and that's kind of what they're going to base this thing on. And, and, and it goes back to what we said earlier, I guess earlier this week or maybe last week, that you have to pick a side again. You're either on the side of social distance, wearing a mask, doing the things that are being prescribed to bring this virus under control, or you're on the side of no football. And it's just where it is right now. I said, you know, Richard asked me, scale of one to ten, my thoughts on having, I think a ten, I think he said ten game season, and I said maybe four out of ten. 
And I thought I was being pessimistic. I thought about that like for the next hour or so on the show. I was like, eh, maybe, maybe I you know, overshot that a little bit. Especially when Borky came in with like a, a nine or something. And then Ross Dellinger comes on and says three. I mean, it's sobering. And, and Dellinger's the guy. He's. I'm just giving you my, my opinion. Dellinger's talking to administrators, athletic directors, coaches, doctors. He's talking yeah, to everybody. I, I say this knowing that we both work under the Sports Illustrated banner. I'm nowhere... Obviously, near the reporter that that Ross Dellinger is, he is fantastic at his job, and he's not throwing junk out there, just hoping it sticks. You, he talks to everybody, right? I mean, when, whenever you see some of the articles that he writes, like the one that came out of the the SEC meetings on Monday with the ads and stuff, I mean, he's quoting all these different anonymous ads that don't want to attach their names to it, but it's because he's talked to pretty much all of them, right? I mean, he he knows. <laughs> he is excellent at his job, and, and he has killed it on, on all these stories here the last few weeks. And when you see pessimism out of Ross Dellinger, it's not because he's rooting against a football season, because he, like you and I, and like everyone that works in this industry, are all kinds of rooting for a football season, yeah. because our employment may very well depend on it. The concept, the idea that sports media is rooting against sports is really stupid. Yeah, Absolutely, it's stupid. Right. But the fact of the matter is, we all talk to people and and see these numbers and see these industry and see what other people are thinking about it, and so we pass along their pessimism to you, the listener or the reader or the consumer of media, and that's just the reality of the situation right now. Is that if you the reason that a lot of media looks like if you polled them, they don't think there's going to be a football season is because the people we talk to when they talk off the record or whatever, they're very not optimistic either. The people that Ross Dellinger's talking to right now, they, they're they not thinking it's, it's yeah, going to happen. They don't feel good about it. You know? Yeah. So I hate, I, hate, I hate that we have to tap out on. You know, I really wanted – I enjoyed when we were talking about, hey, it's going to happen and we're going to believe that. But now it's, it's time to start facing some facts. Can there still be a football season? Absolutely. Could there be 10 games? Sure there could. Is it going to start Labor Day weekend? No. Yeah. There, there is, right now, as of today, it could, cha- it could change. You know, that's... That's one thing I've I'm said always gonna, this I'm thing. always going to let the new information dictate what I try to say. Yeah, like three weeks ago, we were pretty optimistic. Three weeks later, not so much. In go a couple of that, weeks, where are we? Go look at that graph that I tweeted out. Three weeks ago, the thing was trending down. And it could come down again. It could come down again if people are willing... You just you just gonna have to wear a mask, guys. You're just gonna have to do it. And you may, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to suck it up. And I swear to God, the next person about freedom. You know, guys, the government assigns you a number when you when you're born. All right. <laughs> as soon as you're born, you get your number. All right. They take money out of your paycheck whether you want them to or not. So I don't really want to hear about it. You know, just just put the mask on so we can all go to a football game. All right. I mean, it's you, you have two options. I am willing to wear a mask, or <laughs> I don't care about football. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, if you're a person who doesn't care about football, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, unless you just really want my, me and Joel's COVID-19 takes, which are football-related. Or maybe for some kids, maybe we're like the lullaby. We put them to sleep you know, at night instead of handing them the, the little hippo. That Wake up, kids! Life sucks! <laughs> life is a nightmare! Vince McMahon, life sucks! And then you die! <laughs> Oh me! I don't think life sucks. I think life life, life is, is a gift. great. It is great, but but right now we're going through some hard we're, times. We are, yeah, we definitely are. So. And uh, I do. You, I mean, like you said, 
the mask thing, if we all wear masks, does that mean there's going to be football? No. I don't know. No. I don't know. May not, but it seems like that gives you the best shot. Yeah, so. I agree with that. So um, so we'll see what happens, you know. I but feel, the NCAA, I feel like <laughs> the NCAA at least has a plan in place yeah. for if there is a football season. It's so. July 16th. On August 16th, if we have a month of people doing things the right way, of people of and the virus, that number, that line starts trending back down again. We we could get there, but today we're it's not we're not there. We're just not there. And again, there's two things that the, the, I want to reiterate. And I want to emphasize that one, the only number that matters is the number of cases. That's all people care about. And your personal feelings, unless you are a athletic director, an administrator, something in the NCAA, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're, you're, you're just spitting into the wind. So just do it. If, you, if you're a football fan you want to see football, you, you're just going to have to do it. That's the way it is. Let's talk some sports. we got some sports to talk about, thankfully. Uh, we'll just move on into the NBA draft. And that's uh, brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef, who I'll be seeing a little later today, picking up those burgers for this weekend. I'm doing a cookout this weekend. No, no barbecue, cookout. Um, got some burgers, going to do some smoked sausage. Going to make some cheese fries in the house with some bacon. And, and some dessert nachos. Dessert nachos. Yeah. How, what, what, what's so that I'm gonna take, of? So I'm going to take some tortillas mm-hmm. and, then, and cut them up into chips. Yes. Bake them in the oven with a little cinnamon and sugar, right? And then over the top, we got some hot fudge, some caramel, some strawberry sauce. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some some I got some cashews and I'm gonna put them in a little brown sugar and honey. Yeah. And let them cook and, and roast up like that. And then we bought I bought some chocolate chip cookie dough bites over the top of that. Uh-huh. A little Cool Whip for the sour cream. Yeah. Boom. Hey, I'm not trying to hijack the Welcome Home Beef ad. Here. I think you feel like you're about to. Well, I just want to ask you a question. Yeah. Papa John's back in your pizza days. Where are we going with this? Well. Do they have like dessert pizzas? I'm trying to remember. I got out like right before they started the Doing dessert that? stuff. Okay. Yeah, they, I was they had gonna... the cookie and the brownie. Because I've heard you tell stories before of some of the concoctions you made. With... Never had anything sweet. I, yeah. I was wondering if you ever experimented with the the dessert pizza. No, back, back in the day. no, never so did. Anyway. Never did. Anyway, but welcome I'm, on beef. We're gonna try that. So yeah, but welcome on beef will be the star of the show with the burgers this weekend, and they can be the star of your cookout, your barbecue, your your whatever you're doing this week, whatever you're doing for dinner. They've got the stuff that, you know, is going to be what everybody oohs and ahs about. So, steaks, ribs, brisket, burgers. And again, you know, it's not just what's on the menu there. It's all about making that phone call, having that relationship with these guys, telling them, hey, I need this and I need that. They're more than willing to help. They're more than willing to get the stuff you're looking to get. So, please, why don't you give them a call today and see what they can do for you. It's at 662-418-2021, or you can visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef, and your cookouts this weekend can be just as good as you ever wanted them to be. Because one thing's for sure, when you visit Welcome Home Beef, it just tastes good. Reggie Perry make a mistake? <sighs> Kinda. I, it feels like it. It, it depends. Okay. <laughs> if he was just totally sick of school and he went into this like, even if I don't get drafted, I want to go in, then no, he didn't make a mistake. If he was just tired of the school experience and he was ready to dive into pro basketball and, you know, draft number be danged, mm-hmm. he was just dead set on it. Yeah. And that was what he wanted to do, then no. But if he went into this thinking, I'm definitely a number one pick and that's why I'm going, or a first round pick, not yeah. a number one pick, uh, looks like. 
he's not going to be that. I, so. I asked that because on, uh, the last mock draft I saw from Sam Vecini, who covers the NBA draft for The Athletic, had Perry going undrafted. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder if he just – the mistake wasn't declaring or even staying in. The, the, was it going and getting an agent and just taking away any chance of, of doing this? No, you could be right. He might have just been like, look, I'm ready to move on. The problem with Perry is this. First off, I want to say, 20 years ago, Reggie Perry would have been a top 10 pick. A, a, a classic back-to-the-basket power forward who can get you you know, double-digit points and rebounds. That guy is coveted in the NBA of the year 2000. But in 2020, when everybody's you know, shooting the three and, and you know, spreading the floor, you know, Reggie Perry is at best a role player for you. Um, I like Reggie Perry. I think he's a good player, really good kid. But, you know, he's sort of a guy who doesn't have that role anymore in the NBA. And the problem for him is that overseas, he has even less of a role. They definitely aren't playing that brand of basketball in Greece, in Italy, and and in those places. You mentioned this to me when we were talking about it. Tyson Carter recently signed a contract. Was he a Greek team or an Italian team? I think it was in Greece, wasn't it? I think so. But he might be a star over there because they 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 run the floor and they put the ball up and you know they they shoot a lot of threes, but not so much for Reggie Perry. So I'm I'm wondering what's going to happen with Reggie Perry. I'm very I'm I'm I'm, I'm not concerned you know because what happens to him my life goes on one way or the other. Yeah, the but Greek, you hate to see it. The Greek basket league for Tyson yeah, Ford. and you hate to see it. It's sort of been co-opted into like this smart ass phrase, but really you know you don't want to see that. You know a guy yeah. who. Who had that dream, and it, it, I don't see it's. I don't think it's going to come true for him at this point. Then you look at Robert Woodard. Uh, Vicini had him going thirty-five overall. That's the second round to the Sacramento Kings. Just gut feeling is that high enough to keep him in? If that's if if he finds out it's like that's where they're looking at me, like high second round. Remember that all NBA contracts are guaranteed. So if he gets a second round, he's still getting his money. Yeah, but he's not getting much money. <sighs> I wonder how much the whole COVID situation plays into what he's going to do because, like, if if they decide by the end, because Robert Woodard has until August the third to to make this choice. I think by August the third, we're going to kind of know the plan for football. Yeah. And if the plan for football is anywhere in the vicinity of well, we may not even play it. I'm kind of in the camp of if they don't play football, I don't know if they're playing anything, and so. If they make some kind of decision along those lines, which is, you know, the nightmare scenario, obviously, then, yeah, Robert Woodard, stay in the draft, son. If you're not even going to get a season anyway this year, you know? I can't help but think that Woodard's decision is made more by Mississippi State than by the NBA. I think, you know, if he felt like coming back to Mississippi State – that he had a good team around him that could help him elevate his stock, he he would have probably might have already made that decision. The fact that he looks at that team and goes, "I have to be the man. I have to be a guy who's averaging 17 to 18 points a game," you know, and I don't know that I have enough pieces around me to to keep people from being making me the focal point. I don't know if that's the case or not. But he's good enough, man. I mean, we've we've seen those tools that he has. I mean, he could he could be the man. Like, he has a chance to come in and have a huge year. But he can't be the guy if he's the only one. He, I mean, he's going to need Abdullah Du and Tulu Smith and DJ Stewart to take pressure off of him. They're going to have to hit a lot yeah. of shots. So that's I think that's more about it than anything else. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I've seen LeBron James carry a team of nobodies to the finals. There's I'm a, not saying Robert Woodard is a little bit James, of <laughs> I like Robert Woodard, but I don't know I like him that much. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see where that takes you. I, I just... 
I, I just wonder, you know, what's what's going to happen, I, especially with Perry. I can't believe Perry. I can't believe this situation. It really does feel odd that he is. Why would you ever, in his shoes? I, I guess maybe the answer is you are just done with school. Maybe that is the That's answer. Got, yeah, you're just you're just tired of doing it. Um, I was going to say, why, why would you ever in that situation limit your options? Unless, I mean, you know, if you if you know you're a, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're Zion or somebody, you knew right. coming out you were going to be. You're James Wiseman or something like that. Yeah, you know. You get your name. I'm good. You know, a- Anthony Edwards, who that draft had going number one overall. But I don't know why you would. Yeah, why Unless not? you're just done, yeah. and you know in your heart of hearts that I'm done with college yeah, basketball. I don't want to play college basketball. Then it makes sense, and, that's, may, and that's that, the, that may be. But it. even then, like, it's a. I I, I would have to say it's got to be a better life to be a college basketball player than to be a G League basketball player making thirty grand a year. You know. Yeah, I mean. It, and then you take you take you take the, uh, the the opportunity to say, look, I've got to get better at perimeter shooting. I can do that. I can work hard in the gym and do that. I don't know. And I, I don't think Perry would have had he returned. I don't think he was going to do anything to hurt his draft stock. You know, I don't think he could have had a season at all in which you thought, well, he's dropping. Yeah. I don't think that would have happened. No. I think he could have only improved. At, at worst, he would have been exactly where he is today. Yeah. So, but he didn't I, do that. He didn't take that route. So. He didn't take that route. And very, then, then God help him, he didn't have a combine or anything. No, they didn't. They had no kind of combine or workout for him to go and show. He just. It was, this was a bad year for early entry, but it was certainly a bad year if you were any kind of borderline. Like Anthony Edwards, he knew. He's like, I'm fine. I'm going to get drafted in the top 10 picks at worst. Reggie Perry didn't know. He took a, he took a gamble. And, you know, I think I think if we could go back, I could be wrong. I think if we could go back, though. Uh, Reggie Perry might tell you, like, I should have not had an agent. Should have just gone through the process and made a decision. And how different is this world right now for Mississippi State, by the way, for MSU basketball, if I'm telling you that Perry and Woodard are both coming back? Oh, man, you feel great yeah. about where, where this team yeah, is next Yeah, they're going to be fine. Um, all right, let's play this game. You're Robert Woodard's, I don't know, most trusted advisor, and he's going to do what you say. What do you tell him to do? If you're going to be a top 40 pick, you probably stay. Top 40 pick, especially if you're a first. If you're a first rounder, you're staying for sure. Yeah. But top 40, I think you feel good enough to stay. And then you just sort of go from there. But if you're not guaranteed to be in the top 40 picks, come on back to college. Do the, do the NBA guys have a general feel? Because, you know, like MLB draft, a lot of those guys kind of know. I mean, they've been talking to teams, and they're like, hey, if you're if you're available here, I'm going to take you here. Do, does Robert Woodard know going in? Like, if, sometimes if I'm available you, here, they're going to take me here? Sometimes a team will tell you that, I, I think. I think some people get guarantees, and that's why they stay in. That's why sometimes you see guys like, why are they staying in, and then they get taken in the first round. They they had a you know some sort of guarantee. The, pro- the only time that would ever mess itself up is something happens. Not not to you know I'm not to say that this happens a lot, but let's say you had a tonsil situation, yeah. right? Where a guy, a top guy, just starts just plummeting to, for to whatever reason. Yeah. I'm not I'm not you know I know why it's, I'm tonsil fell. I'm just saying well, for whatever reason. And you, you know I told Robert Woodard at 22 I'm going to pick him, but at 22 James, James Wiseman's available. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take James Wiseman. 
you know, and tell Robert, you know, and then you don't have that guarantee from anybody else, and they don't there. Maybe they weren't you weren't on the radar for them. Yeah, and he just gets screwed. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I'm but. still fifty fifty on it, man. Like I, I, I don't. I, know. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. And I think Mississippi State's very much fifty fifty on it. Last I talked to anybody over there, uh, they all kind of seem to be like could go either way. So yeah, uh, that, that they they are very much not sure, not sure. All right, one last thing before we go. Uh, we did not do our predictions for Tennessee. We need to do that. So we, we, we talked to Wes Rucker, good interview, but you and I didn't give our record predictions. So let's do that. Let's do that real quick. All right. And uh, we'll go through this. And we need to pick who we're going to talk about next week. Uh, but let's start with their schedule. They open the seat again, you know. We're playing this like the season's happening, Yeah, we're just going to do it as we do it here. But uh, sh- they play Charlotte to start the year off. I think we'll both give a win to the Vols. W. And then they travel to Norman, Oklahoma. Take on the Sooners. Gonna say L. That's an L. That's an L. Tennessee, man. This this was not the year for this. Maybe next year was the year for this. Yeah, and I, if they, if they were playing somebody else, you know, Southern Mississippi or Troy, they could go nine and three. Yeah, but and, and, and we talked with Wes, I think, a little bit about this. But Tennessee, if this season gets shortened, they're gonna keep like the Oklahoma game on their schedule and lose like the Charlotte game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're just they really gonna, if, gonna get hosed. If, if they get a nine game schedule. They could go from eight and four to five and four, yeah, you know, pretty easily. You know that's 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 not great. Oh well. Uh, they, next week they have Furman. They'll get the win there, two and two and one, and then they have to they bring in Florida. Are they going to be two and two? I mean, uh, sounds like it. Yeah, they're going to be two and two, and it's like, what are you what are you doing? That's in Knoxville though. That is in Knoxville. That's I, that's I still a, like Florida. That's but... a big statement game for them though. You know, if they could somehow oh, win if they that, won that game, yeah, then it then it's Vols are back, baby. Vols are back. Uh, Missouri at home, that's probably a win. Mm-hmm. And then te- South Carolina on the road, I think that's a win too. So we'll have them four and two. <laughs> and then they play Alabama. Four and three. So they're four. They just. When's the last time they beat them? 2009? 2008? Something like that? Oh my God. Not, yeah, you're going to me look it up. Uh, you don't have to look no, it up. No, right not because I want to know now. See, this is what you do, Joel. You tell me things. And then you're like, well, now I want to know. I know that I think maybe, I mean, it may have been Saban's first year. So 07, uh, no, it's not. Uh, uh, yeah, 2006. Wow. So they've lost 13 straight. I was 21 years old the last time. I My oldest daughter just turned 14. She would have been five months old. Just to put that into perspective. And they they won 16 to 30. What's funny about that rivalry is prior to that, Tennessee had won like 11 of 12. Oh, yeah. You know, that Peyton Manning never lost to Alabama, I don't think. I don't think T. Martin did. Uh, I don't I don't know that Heath Shuler did. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they dominated Alabama, but now it's completely the other way around. Well, I don't think they're getting it done this year. No. So, four and three. Uh, then they play at Arkansas. That's a win. Five and three. And now here's where their season sort of turns. This is the stretch, these next two games. Sort of like State had last year with Auburn and, Auburn and Tennessee. 2-0, and you're going to have a fantastic season. 1-1, one and one, you're okay. 0-2, oh you're, you're going to be pushing to get to 7. But they play Kentucky at home, and then they travel to Georgia. They're losing Georgia. Okay. Can they, will they beat Kentucky at home? Uh, I 
don't know why, but in my mind, I just see Kentucky as, as a little bit better. But it's in Tennessee. Yeah, it's at home. I'll give it to Tennessee. I'll give it to Tennessee and say this they, they a, sneak one of this them This will out. be a, a close game, I think. Really close. I'll give it to Tennessee today. Could change my mind. Yeah. Uh, and then they wrap up the season with Troy and Vanderbilt. So two wins to close up the so, they should, so we both have them 8-4. and four. Uh, but they, they that Kentucky game is the difference between eight and four. It's a difference between eight and four and everybody saying, "Well, they played Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida, Alabama." You know, they they played four of the top teams in the country. They're they're obviously very good. They just had a tough schedule this year. Next year it'll be different. And if they lose to Kentucky, it's well, maybe they're not all the way back yet. You know, the, the conversation is completely different. Basically, but if it's game. if it's seven and five with the losses that we just said mm-hmm. plus Kentucky, yeah. And Kentucky ends up being a top twenty team. Or well, something. I mean, yeah. well, then you sit there but and then, you're like, well, but it makes then, sense. But then you know, you expect Tennessee to be a top twenty team too. Yeah. So it's just like they're not there yet. And then if they lose any other games, then it's real. Then it's almost disaster, right? They go six and six. You know, oh yeah, if you lose to Carolina or somebody like that, yeah. what's the what's the most likely loss after those five? South it's, Carolina or Missouri? I, I guess it's at South Carolina. I guess I don't know. Interesting. All right, in the West. Alabama or Texas A and M? A and M. You just you just don't want to talk about Alabama. Well, it's just we're both going to predict them to go. You just don't want to talk to Brett Hudson. Week. That's what it, what it is. All right, A and M next week. Then so A and M will be our SEC preview, and then our opponent preview will be, I believe it's LSU. That's not what I wanted. I believe it's LSU. Why can I not get? Why why won't things just work for me sometimes? You know, I, I, I never know. We're gonna talk to Brody again. No, I, that's the thing. I, I, same thing get I do with Auburn. Different. Get somebody different. Uh, it is LSU. So, okay, we'll talk about LSU next week. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! So we got that. We coming? Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, we'll just as things continue to pop up, we'll get back into deep dives next week too. We're going to set up a. I think we're going to try. I'm going to try to set it up to do 98 and then go to 99. So we'll, we'll sort of have a, like a a big continuous thing. We might get like players who played on both teams and then a player who played on one and player who played on the other. So we'll make it work. All right. Have a great weekend, guys. And Joel and I'll be back with you on Sunday afternoon for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.